explain the movies. Movies don't create psychos. Movies make psychos more creative. You notice anything unusual about Santa Carla yet? No. It's a pretty cool place. If you're a Martian. Or a vampire. Hey everybody, welcome back to See You At A Pop Culture Podcast. I'm Cece and I'm back. Uh, it's been a while. It's been a really long time. I believe uh, last episode was in, I want to say, probably August 2023, somewhere around there. Because the last episode was a full reveal of HHN 20, 2023, excuse me. And uh, Teddy and I did our full reveal episode. That was the most recent one. And a lot has happened since. Um, I won't go into all of that because a lot of it's not great. <laughs> As you can hear, I'm still on the mend of being sick, so I do apologize if my voice is a little funky. But it's a lot better than uh, last week when it first started, so... <laughs> and uh, I needed to put this episode out. So I hope it's not too late. Uh, I hope you guys are all still excited to listen to this episode, which is going to be, as you can see from the title... My top 10 favorite movies of 2023. Now, this is a comprehensive list of my favorites. So they're not necessarily all going to be, what, cinematic masterpieces, I guess, in everyone's eyes. And that's why they're my favorites. However, I do look at things, a lot of things, um, when I pick this. Um, I look at, you know, the way they made me feel deeply, like, more like on a personal level. But I also do look at the quality of the film. Um, and things like that. So it's just kind of more of uh, a little bit of a, what's the word, I guess, a little bit of everything blended into um, making this decision, I guess. Now, normally I would do rankings. However, this one was very hard to put all these movies in an order because I truly did love all of these. And I even have five honorable mentions uh, so realistically, I am going to talk about 15 movies. I'm probably not going to go on and on about them just to make things easier. But uh, without further ado, I guess let's just get started. Um, I will say there is like a like a top two, though. Um, so what I'll do is probably start from the bottom of my list. Like, again, this is a no ranked order up until the top two. So um, I'll try to just, you know, go by like what I have written down. And how I have, like, how I have it written down, that way we'll just move forward from there and I'll just talk a little bit about each movie, why I liked it. Not going to go on and on about it. Uh. So, we'll start with the first on my list. Um, it's the most recent movie I've seen, at least in theaters, I believe. Uh, and that would be Wonka. Now, if I would have recorded this months ago, it probably wouldn't even have made on the list. Actually, it wasn't on there. Um... I think I had to move something to the honorable mentions to slide this one in. Um, as you guys have probably seen, I really enjoyed this film. I wasn't sure how to feel about it. When I first heard about it, I was like, okay, this sounds kind of cute. Like the first trailer I think they put out, I was like, okay, this looks adorable. Like kind of like a family movie for Christmas. You know, not a lot of people are probably going to go like on their own type thing. I feel like, like I said, I feel like it was a family movie. Um... But then, like, I kept seeing more trailers, and I, like, at first I was like, okay, I don't care what anybody says, I want to go see Timothy Chalamet, I don't care, I'll go by myself. But then as I started to see more and more trailers, and I, like, kind of got turned off by Hugh Grant a little bit, not gonna lie, and then I was like, okay, maybe I won't see it, but then I was like, okay, maybe I will see it, because then I was hearing good reviews and things like that, so, excuse me, I am still sick, but, um, so yeah, I did go and I did end up seeing it, and I was absolutely pleasantly surprised 
Um, it is a musical. So for those of you who are concerned about that, it is a musical. However, I could go on a whole tirade about how the original Willy Wonka and the Charlie Fa- Chocolate Factory was also a musical in its own way. Um, it's not exactly the same way this is. But for those of you who are turned off by that, I'm sorry. Uh, to me, most times musicals make things better for me. That's just me. The music was wonderful. Timothy Chalamet killed it in this role. Um, and it, like I said, it was just a pleasantly, surprisingly wonderful film. It just made me so happy. I mean, it had a little bit of everything, like emotions in it. Uh, of course, I think the music is really what tied it up for me. I think if it wasn't a musical, I might not have liked it as much. But yeah. So moving on. Um I've only got a couple animated films on here, which surprisingly, like, because there was plenty of amazing, excuse me, plenty of amazing animation this year. But the next one is kind of interesting, I'm sure most of you will think. Uh, That's going to be Elemental. So I know this quote flopped when it first came out, but again, the marketing was awful on this film. Um, I got to see the trailer a lot because I would go to the movies a lot. But for, like, the average person... I don't think they marketed this movie very well, and it is what it is. I think it's doing really well now that it's on Disney Plus and things like that, and I think eventually word of mouth got more people in the theaters to see it. Um, But I believe I saw it day one, and I loved it so much that I did uh, go again. Because the first time I went, I went with a friend, and then I was like, Teddy has to see this movie, so I took Teddy to see it. I love this movie. I think the animation is absolutely gorgeous. I love that we're getting an immigrant story. It just, and a love story as well. Like there's just so many literal elements, no pun intended, in this film. Um, and I think a big thing about this too is the song, Steal the Show. That song, I just, it was instantly drawn to it. So I think that's a big reason why I also love this movie and always come back to it. It just makes me so happy. I don't know. If you haven't seen it, don't listen to everybody else. Definitely watch it. It's super cute. Um, yeah, I could say more, but we'll we'll move on. Uh, the next one is going to be Joyride. Now, this is the film um, that came out, I want to say, in July. Yes, because we did see it for Angela's birthday. Um, this movie, I feel like also didn't get a lot of play, I guess is the word. I don't know. I feel like not a lot of people went and saw this when it came out. I don't know why that is because I'm not going to lie. This is legitimately the best comedy I saw in 2023. I was laughing almost the entire time. First of all, we have a fully led Asian women's film okay we don't get a lot of that and it makes me so happy that we are getting more um Asian-led films because they're killing it we had you know obviously breakthroughs like Parasite and like Squid Game and things like that started to kind of break the mold but to see a bunch of female actors in this as well just and it was it was it was raunchy it was heartwarming just I don't know. It was everything I wanted in a comedy. If you haven't seen this one yet, do yourself a favor. I think it's on Prime now or possibly somewhere else. Definitely go check it out. A lot of people missed it, I think, when it came out. So definitely go back and watch it. 
I don't think you'll be disappointed. Um, so yeah, I'll move on to the next film, another controversial film, um, Saltburn. I cannot stop thinking about this movie. Like, I legitimately saw it once in theaters, and I cannot stop thinking about it. It could be the internet keeping it on my mind, because I stumbled somehow. My algorithm on TikTok is a lot of Saltburn memes now. I don't know why. Um, not only that, but without any spoilers, uh, Murder on the Dance Floor that song is just wonderful. And to get that song at the end of this wild movie, another reason why I think why it's still in my mind is because Teddy and I can't stop listening to the song. <laughs> so um, if you haven't seen this one, it is on Prime for sure. Uh, definitely check it out now. It's not for everybody. And I'm not going to be one of those people that's like, oh my God, it's the most unhinged wild shit I've ever seen. No, because I'm a horror fan. I've seen way crazier shit, but like, my point is, when you go in thinking that this is going to be like a coming-of-age queer party movie, that's what you go in thinking, and then you come out with what actually happens, that's why you're like, whoa, for a minute. I'm not sitting here going, <coughs> again, I'm not sitting here like, oh my god, this is the most crazy movie I've ever seen, because there are people blowing it out of proportion and being like all high and mighty, like, oh, that movie wasn't wild at all. I've seen worse. It's like, okay, do you want a fucking cookie? Because honestly, you got to remember what we went into thinking. And a lot of us didn't even know what the hell to think or what to even go into because the synopsis was so vague. And that's how they get you. I love this movie. I think it was wonderful without saying too much. Just Emerald Fennel kicked ass. Barry Keoghan is now one of my favorite actors because of this film. And just, yeah, wonderful. Okay, so next one. I have to skip one because of the way it's written on my list because it's one of my top two. So I have to go on to the next one, um, which is probably the movie I saw the most this year in theaters. I can't remember if I saw it three or four times. But that would be Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. This was a gut-wrenching film. This was a... What do I say? An incredible send-off to these characters. This group as a whole. I still am not ready to say goodbye to the Guardians of the Galaxy as a whole. But you know what? Unfortunately, we have to. And what a better way to do it. James Gunn really, really knocked it out of the park with this. I mean, I have to say Guardians 2 is my favorite Guardians movie because it's my comfort Guardians movie. This movie is a bit too heart-wrenching for me to put it on often, if that makes sense. I did see it quite a few times in theaters just because I really enjoyed the rest of what it was outside of the really upsetting parts. Um, but what a wonderful telling of against animal abuse. Um, and not just that, just the camaraderie of the Guardians and just everything about it was just great. I don't think... There could have been a better send-off film, like I said. Um, 
And because he's done so well with these movies, I cannot wait to see what he does with the DC side of things. Um, because I've always actually been more of a DC fan growing up, at least comic-wise and cartoon show and movie-wise. Uh, so we'll see. But yeah, Guardians 3. Wonderful film. Uh, the next one is the, surprisingly enough, the first true horror film on the list. I would say Saltburn is more of a thriller drama, black comedy even, I've heard. But this is the first horror movie on the list. Um, and I think it's the only one on the top 10, which is wild, coming from me. I probably could make a whole other episode of just the like top five or top 10 horror films of 2023, but I did want to include a little bit of everything. So we will go over the honorable mentions, which has a lot more horror in it. Um, but this one is Talk to Me. Um, wow. I mean, from that first, like that cold open, from that first original, you know, scene in the film to the fully end of the film, there's just so much happening. It's so heavy, so haunting, so sad, um, but probably one of the most unique horror films I have seen in many, many years. Probably the scary, and I, I will say, this is just my opinion, probably the scariest horror film since Hereditary, and that's just me. I know neither of these are probably scary to some people. But, like, I don't know. It just... And I don't even want to be pun intended again with, like, the whole, like, grabbing the hand. But this movie just does grab you. Um, what a wonderful job they did with this film. I can't really say much more. Again, I'm not trying to really spoil any of these movies. But, you know, a lot of them have been out for a while. I will definitely say if you want something unique uh, in the horror genre, check out Talk To Me. Um... You can't go wrong with it. Definitely be in a good headspace when you watch it, but but yeah. Um, okay, so we're getting there. Uh, already we have four left, so I'll go on to the next one. One of this next one was kind of brought in in early to twenty twenty three, excuse me, and this was John Wick four. So I have to tell you a little backstory. I never grew up with like Keanu Reeves movies that much outside of like Bill and Ted. So I didn't watch a lot of, like, action in general. Um, I still don't really, but I'm getting a little more into that kind of stuff. I'm trying to be more open-minded. So we knew that this movie was coming out. What I did was I was like, you know what? I've never seen a single John Wick movie. Let's go ahead and watch them all leading up to this film. Teddy had never seen them either, I believe. But uh, Kyle, our roommate and our friend, he was like very adamant about us trying these movies. So watch the first one and I was hooked. Second one, third one, ready. I was like, okay, I'm ready for four. Four blew me away. It had an incredible cast. Adding Donnie Yen to your cast is just smart. <laughs> it's smart for business. Like he's, he's, he's wonderful. Um, I am now in love with the John Wick character, the universe. It's also incredible. Like, it truly is. If you've never watched any of them and you've never thought to watch any of them, that was me. So I definitely, like, understand, like, maybe just never, like, jumping into it. But I say you should try it out. Because especially just 
just to get to the lead up of this movie, I say this one and the first one are probably my favorites, but I think this one truly knocked them all out of the park. Um, especially, like I said, with the cast, with the action, the story, and then still the building of, of the universe of John Wick. Just, just great. All right. Moving on, we have the next animated film on my list. So I do have at least two. And maybe one on my honorable mention, but we'll get there. Uh, this next one is... I can't remember the exact title, because I always just call it by its, like, second half title. Um, but Across the Spider-Verse. I saw this movie at least three times, I believe, in theaters, for sure. So I think this and Guardians were the ones I saw the most in theaters. What a beautiful film. Not only visually, because, oh my god, visually. But story-wise... Um, Easter egg wise, just, and by Easter egg, I mean theories out there that, um, Gwen, um, uh, Spider-Gwen could possibly be trans. I love that theory. Um, even if she isn't, is or isn't, we have her support of the trans community, uh, by the flag in her room. Um, we have modern day just teenagers and how they're dealing with their lives, but not only just dealing with their regular lives, dealing with being these people who can't reveal who they truly are to the people that they love the most, or at least, the you know, having a hard time doing that. And just, I don't know, this movie is incredible. And then we have, of course, this introduction of all these other amazing spider people. I'm not very knowledgeable in the Spider-Verse. I will admit that. One of my best friends, Kelly, is. She's your girl. Make mine Mayday. She's she's the big spider person. But I feel like throwing all these people into one movie is probably super hard. So I'm sure some people are pissed off at how some of the characters were represented or whatever. But to me... As somebody kind of going in and kind of knowing a generic vibe of the Spider-Verse, I really enjoyed this. I think they did an incredible job with my favorite, new favorite character, Spider-Punk, played by Daniel Kaluuya, which is another one of my favorite actors. Um, the introduction of him, my first time really introduced to him. I loved him. I love Gwen. I love Miles. I love Miles' parents. Just, I don't know. This, it, just such a great movie overall. Like, you, you just can't get better than these Spider-Verse movies. I mean, the first one was, blew me away. And then I go and see this, and then I'm just blown away again. And I can't get any worse when we get the next one. So, what a great, great, great job. Thank you to all the people who worked on this movie tirelessly. I know it was a little bit of controversy around it that they worked very, very hard. So I do, if any of you are ever listening to this, but I doubt it, but I do appreciate the work that you put into this movie. It's phenomenal. Okay, so we're down to the last two. Like I said, at least these two are kind of in an order. And the reason why is, 
Well, you'll see in a minute when I talk about them, but my number two of 2023, now this probably would have been number one if this other movie didn't exist, but we'll talk about that in a moment. So my number two is Godzilla minus one. Now, again, I'm not a big action person. I actually probably, I actually, no, I didn't see any sort of Godzilla film until I was with Teddy, my part, my partner now, and they showed me, I believe it was the 20, I want to say 14, Brian Cranston film. That was the first one I ever saw. So it was an American made one. I've never seen any of the Japanese films from the past. So I didn't really know what, what, you know, to, to think going into this. Um, this is a movie that is in Japanese with English subtitles which I loved because I just love seeing different, um, how do I say this? I don't know. I just, I love being able to listen to other languages as I watch movies and hear the dialect and, and, and how they speak and just, it, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's a beautiful thing. I love subtitles. I'll watch them even in English. I like to be able to read what's going on as well. I'm weird. But anyway, this movie is probably one of the best movies I've ever seen in my life. Because not only is it visually stunning, um, the water effects and then Godzilla himself, absolutely beautiful. But my favorite thing I think about this film is I'm a big character and story-driven person. They gave me exactly what I wanted with this. They leaned hard into the character building. They leaned hard into the story. What a sad yet also hopeful and just wonderful story here. If you have not watched this movie, do yourself a favor I mean, I'm seeing people saying this is the best movie they've ever seen in their life at this point. Has to be one of mine. I mean, honestly, it was just so good. I was blown away by it. Definitely check it out. Like I said, I believe it might still be playing in some theaters. Um, I don't know when we're going to get streaming to it. The reason being is it because it is a Japanese film, so I don't know if we'll get it later than normal. So if you can, get out to the movies and watch this one for sure. Um, and then, So the only reason why that was not number one, and I'm sure you guys know where I'm going with this one because you know me like that. Uh, number one is Barbie. Like, I'm sorry. I, it just can't not be Barbie. Um, <laughs> what a film. I mean, every time you watch it, you learn more about it somehow. I saw the original, okay, I, I can't lie. The first time I watched it in theaters it was the night that we all went, we dressed up, we were excited, you know. I think we were more, like, excited for the aesthetic and the, just the overall, like, camaraderie of this movie bringing people out. So I think we were just so focused on that, that when I first saw the movie, I couldn't really soak it all in, and I didn't know how to feel at first. I mean, I knew I liked it, but I just wasn't, like... Would you say blown away, I guess? I don't know. I don't know what I felt. It was very weird. I was, like, expecting more, I guess. But I think it's just because I just 
couldn't soak it all in and like an, enough. So I had to go a second time. I went a second time and I believe that's when I actually brought my parents, which was really cool. I really enjoyed seeing them see that movie. Um, especially my mother, she did cry. So it was like, oh my God, yes. I, I don't know. I love my mom. So like showing her stuff that I'm passionate about makes me happy. And so seeing it a second time just really opened my eyes to how much more I truly did love this movie. And I'm like, oh my God, there's so many messages and it's not all about feminism. Like everybody's spouting it's not just about that. It's about people and, and how people are overlooked because you have to understand everyone has their own problems. Everyone has their own insecurities. It doesn't matter if you're male, female, non-binary, gender non-conforming. Everyone has their own struggle. And I feel like this movie really leans into that. Um, but doing it in a fun, campy, but also very real and very serious way but not too serious to take away from all the fun. Um, so having that deep of a message, but also not shoving it down your throat is what makes this movie so special. Um, and outside of all that serious stuff, like I said, you've got the aesthetics of this film. <laughs> the music's great. I actually got the soundtrack on vinyl. Teddy got that for me for Christmas and the Blu-ray. Um, yeah, the music makes it great. The cast is stacked and we've known that the cast was going to be stacked for a minute now. But I feel like I learned something new about char different characters and different things each time I watch it. I've now watched it, I think, three, maybe four times. And I feel like it gets better each time. I know there are some of you out there that I do follow who wouldn't think to watch this film because I know a lot of you are like horror fans. Excuse me. <clears throat> horror fans are just people who, I guess, wouldn't just go out of their way to watch this. But I think this film is legitimately for everyone. And if you have not watched it, I believe it's out there on HBO Max now. Uh, also probably there to rent if you don't have HBO do yourself a favor, seriously, sit down and watch this. If it takes you pulling, like, your kids over to watch it with you, or your partner, or your mother, or, like, someone that you feel, like, might like it more than you, and, like, even watching their reaction watching this movie might help you really enjoy it. Um, it just, it, it, it's lightning in a bottle. I, it's a comfort movie for me at this point, Absolutely. It has joined the ranks of comfort films. I probably could put this on at any time and just smile and just be happy with it, you know? Also, everything is pink and hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that is my top 10. But like I did say, I do have some honorable mentions that I'll mention briefly. First one is going to be Saw X. Um... I stopped watching the Saw movies, I think, like, halfway through them all and never really caught back up. And I also haven't seen any of them for a very long time. So before I saw this one, I did watch the original one time. Again, like, right before I saw it. Wow, what an, what an incredible movie Saw was. If you haven't watched Saw in a long time, go back and watch it. It's hardly gory at all compared to, like, the later installments. So, like, if gore is not your thing... 
you can still watch this one actually. And it's very just, just a great psychological film. But Saw X, what a great implementation of John's story. We get to see a lot more of what happened to him and why he is the way he is. And it just, I don't know, it blew me away. I think it was probably, I think I'd still put Saul, original Saul first. But I think this truly would be my, probably my number two Saul film. It just, it was really good. And the way that it like perfectly fit in between, I believe, one and two, it's just, ugh, they wedged it in there so right. And mwah, what a great film. Tobin Bell deserves an award for playing this fucking character. <laughs> Uh, my next one is going to be another comedy. Uh, that is Bottoms. Uh, this is a film about two queer girls in high school who feel like, quote, losers because they can't get girlfriends or can't have sex, whatever. You know, it's kind of the raunchy comedy aspect to it again, which I usually, I grew up on those kind of movies. So, but anyway, they join or they start this self, uh, what the hell is it called? Where you, where you're teaching people like a, like not a fight club, but like your self, um, God damn it. I can't think of the word, but anyway, basically they're trying to teach girls to like, like, uh, be able to fight back or whatever. Like if they're getting attacked or like men are bothering them or whatever. So they start this club to teach women how to like stick up for themselves. But then in turn, like they do it for the wrong reasons and then they end up making friends out of it and making a community. And then shit goes haywire. But anyway, long story short, it's a great raunchy teenage comedy. Um, again, queer representation in the film. Marshawn Lynch is fucking hilarious. Just go watch it. I believe it's still only for rent. I don't think it's for free anywhere yet. But uh, definitely check it out. Next one is going to be... This almost made the list. I believe it was on the list. And then Wonka kicked it off. Sorry, but uh, Five Nights at Freddy's. Um, I have never played a single Five Nights at Freddy's game. I did, however, go back and listen to, I don't even remember who the hell it was, but Teddy put him on, did a whole bunch of lore on the games and some of like the books and things like that. We listened to like this YouTuber go on and on. It wasn't Markiplier. I don't remember who it was. I'm sure you guys know who it is. Um, but we listened to the lore for like a day or two at one point, And I was just like, okay, I'm getting down to this. Like, not only that, but like my friend Echo, shout out Echo. They also sent me like a bunch of lore too through Twitter. It was really cool to read up on. Um, So before I even did all that though, like when I first heard that Josh Hutcherson and Matthew Lillard were going to be in a horror movie together, I was like, um, yes, please. Not only that, it's like a PG-13 Blumhouse horror movie. So it was super fun and like super friendly for like, the family or at least baby's first horror like I kind of am actually excited that it wasn't like rated R or anything and that it was PG-13 because we do need baby's first horror more like going back like a lot of times I'll recommend Scream but Scream is actually really scary and there's like some real adult things in there that I don't know if it should be baby's first horror anymore in my opinion but it is a good one but I think Five Nights at Freddy's is that new Thing. And I think it's a good thing to get kids into horror. Um, so yeah, I loved it. I thought it was fun. I thought it was funny. 
I thought it was cute. I thought it was scary. I, I, I don't know. It was just really good. And a lot of people shat on it. But I don't care. I loved it. And I'm ready to see more of the films. I see Matthew Lillard is on board for more. So I am there. <laughs> um, next one, another horror film. And I'm surprised, or y'all are probably surprised that it's on an honorable mention and not on my list. That'd be Scream 6, right? 6, yeah. Seven's the one that doesn't exist because uh, we're not even going to get into all that. But yeah, <laughs> so Scream 6. It also came out super early in the year, so I think it has that factor of, like, not a lot of, like, me remembering it as much or just, like, things like that. Okay, so when I first watched this one, I was like, this was really good, but I don't know where I rank it or I don't know da-da-da, right? But then I saw it a second time. I was like, okay, absolutely. I'm pretty sure I have it as, like, number two or three on my ranking now. I don't know. I just love the way this went down. I love that even now, if we don't get a Scream 7, that this ended so well that it could be the final Scream film still. Um, my girls, Jenna Ortega and Melissa Barrera, are just great. I love Jasmine Savoy Brown. I love Mason Gooding. I just love the core four. I think they're great. The chemistry on screen is wonderful. I think... Everything about these two new modern Scream films, just, it works. And like I said, even if this wraps up right here with Scream 6, what an excellent way to end it, if, if it happens that way. Yeah, and then my last one is another animated film. This might surprise you, but you know what? This movie was so cute, and I actually really need to watch it again, because it's been a while. But I did see it in theaters, and this is uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. I love the animation style. I think it threw a lot of people off, but I really enjoyed it. And the cast was great. Uh, I loved seeing Ice Cube in it and Seth Rogen and how he put everything together. It just felt very... It gave me similar vibes of Across the Spider-Verse um, and things like that, but modern animation. And... I just thought this movie was really fun, um, really heartwarming, and again, I love the visuals. So, so yeah, that is my honorable mentions. That's five of them. There's probably plenty more, but I didn't want to keep this long or anything like that and just keep going and going and going. So, this is my top favorite 10 movies and five honorable mentions of 2023. I would love to hear what you guys loved this year, this past year. Are any of the films I mentioned in your top five, ten, anywhere? <laughs> um, yeah. Actually, I want to know what your number ones are. I want to know what everyone's number one film of 2023 was. And I want to know how many people will have the same one I do. We'll see. All right, guys, I'm going to go for now. And the next episode should be my list of anticipated films for 2024. I'm not sure how long, how many I'm going to do on there. It might just be five. It may be 10. We'll see how it goes. But thank you so much. Uh, welcome to the new year. Welcome to the new me. Well, it's not a new me, but it's a more positive outlook me, I guess. And just like, I'm trying to go into 2024 banging. So um, here we are. 
first recording in forever. Thanks again for listening, guys. I love you all. Please make sure you follow on Spotify or Apple and make, um, a, excuse me, rate a review if you can. That does help the show a lot. And make sure to follow on socials at CCTron for my personals and at CU at podcast for the podcast. I will see you soon. This is a tasty burger. Something tells me a whole lot of people are about to die. You know, there's a million fine looking women in the world, dude. They don't all bring lasagna at work.